right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sandcast with me, Traborn, <laughs> and Travis. Uh, it's been a while since we've been back in the studio. It's been a really long time. Uh, so we are stoked to be back in the Sandcast studio. Want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Sandcast. No, not Sandcast. <laughs> sponsor My, own show. I'm looking today. at this Sandcast <laughs> volleyball right here. What I meant to say is our sponsor, Wilson. Wilson volleyball. Uh, and also Firefly. Thank you to them for keeping us going. And also... During all the travels. And also that drink you're holding right there. Yeah, kind of. Dude, the longboard, I'm, I'm usually not a, a lager guy, but the longboards really suck me in. Dude, that's, that's my go-to. Yeah, that's my favorite sure. one of these. I usually like the blonde beers, but the longboard, it's got me. The Gold Cliff, dude, you got to try that one. It has a little hint of pineapple in there. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. We got a whole, we got a lot of them. <laughs> there are a bunch of them over here, yeah. <laughs> I had to take a 15-minute intermission. <laughs> We're stocked up. <laughs> oh, man. When was the last time that we've been, we've done a podcast here? And you've been um, on the road for a pretty long time, and then the week that you were here, I was gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's, uh, luckily we stacked a few up, um, but I was gone for five weeks about. It felt yeah. like forever. Yeah. It was a tough five weeks for then, sure. Because then, I mean, coming back to New York isn't really coming home. Not at all. It's like going to another planet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for, like, for a Hawaiian. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never been so happy that I come to New York out of all places. <laughs> it felt good to have like, you know, American food, people speaking English, everything's familiar. But I mean, it definitely didn't feel like we were home. Yeah, and walking extra, and, and you're like in a hotel still. Dude, people drag racing on the street at night, outside, and I'm on like the Whoa. 17th floor, trying to sleep, and I feel like they're right outside my window. <laughs> like I can hear like a kid like walking by dribbling his basketball, and I'm 17 floors up. That weirds me out. Yeah, I'm like I feel like I'm Spider Man right now. I can hear so everything. I can hear everything within like a mile. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, was it nice too just to play in like an AVP and just see so many familiar faces? Yeah. I exactly. feel like that probably helped you feel at home too, just being yeah. like on your home tour. Yeah, it was a nice little refresher for sure. Um, AVP is always fun. Super fun for us to come back and play. My dream, I've probably been complaining about it too much lately, but my dream is to play a full AVP season. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that maybe since my first or second year on tour uh and you know we just watched seattle open yeah we watched new champions k spear and uh kamer kamer and also uh larson and stockman yeah that was really fun to watch but it was hard for me i'm like ah, oh, i love playing avps i love playing with the wilson ball um but unfortunately the world tour has us by the cojones yeah with the whole olympic thing and we just kind of have to decide. It's like, what do you want to go for? You want to play as many AVPs as you can, or do you want to go for this Olympic dream? And unfortunately, we, we want that Olympic dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, dude, yeah, five weeks on the road was gnarly. Yeah. Is it? I feel like, because um, I was watching, so in between matches in Seattle, I was watching, flipping back to Xinjiang. Um, oh, yeah. Watching some of those matches. Mm-hmm. And, like, the semifinals there when you compared it directly to the finals in Seattle, it looked like it was just so miserable and depressing and dreary. And like no one was there and no one really cared in the stand. And then Seattle, like people are going crazy. Like it looked like Case Beer and Kane, like brought everyone they knew. Yeah. And they were going nuts. Actually the the AVP is just like, 
it looks like a blast. Dude, it is. For anyone who plays I think that's World why Tour I, especially, you're like, oh, man, this is, like, fun. That's why it bothers me so much. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the AVP is right there. I can play on it. But we have to play in these four- and five-star events. We're kind of forced to if we want to chase that Olympic dream. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's super frustrating because yeah. the four-stars lately, to be honest, have been pretty damn low quality uh, compared to, you know, when we had Grand Slam. I mean, I, this is my first full year on tour again yeah. since 2016. But, man, the system, <laughs> the events were a lot better. The promoters were putting a lot more effort in. Um, yeah, well, in, in, what, in what sense? Because, obviously, the talent of a four-star yeah. is crazy high. So, by quality, like... Oh, oh yeah. No, exactly. the volleyball is really high. Yeah. Which is why it's like, if, the vol- if we're going to be playing against the best teams in the world in a fully loaded event, or almost fully loaded, the prize money should be up equivalent to, to the entertainment value that the athletes are bringing, right? Uh, the quality hotels... Don't give us a cot and a bed. <laughs> give us two beds. Come on, we just flew across the world. We're laughing so hard. We just hard. flew across the world to get here. <laughs> Billy and Stafford got like one full bed. Dude, you, oh my you god. You and Trevor got the same deal, right? And we're like, yeah, <laughs> and we're jet lagged, like dying. The China Hotel, the bed was like that. So yeah. we actually went left the hotel and got our own hotel so we could eat the food and sleep on a bed. And that's after flying, uh, traveling 45 hours to get to China. So you show up, you're just like wiped out. For me, it's even a little more because I'm trying to test out what my health can handle. And then you're like, and then they're like, oh, here's your um, piece of wood to sleep on and food that, <laughs> that is just tragic. And you're like, can you like at least put in a little more effort uh, if we're going to put in all this effort to get here? Yeah. Um, but... So I thought that was a little unfortunate. Like, I went to Poland last. I don't mean to be a complainer, but I think I was spoiled, to be honest, with the Grand Slam system. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it. I wasn't on the world tour for these last two years. Uh, so I heard about it, but now I'm like, oh, man, that makes this whole <laughs> traveling health thing even harder. Right. Um, but Poland was one of the best stops on, the, on tour, for sure. It was always, like, near a lake or in the forest and, like, you know, five star everything. Uh, not five star, but but really nice. It was just very comfortable. They take care of you. This time, not so much. Like the water wasn't even hot. Or sorry, the water was hot. It was like room temperature, but water. but we're not. It's ninety three degrees, and we're playing <laughs> dying in like deep sand. Yeah. And there's a little bit of carbonation in the water. Like that's a thing apparently. Like five percent <laughs> carbonation. <laughs> And they served us all that water the whole tournament. And, Everyone and it wasn't seltzer. cold. It wasn't ice on the whole <laughs> venue. There was no ice. Ugh, so, yeah. And then you're tired on top of that, so it turns you into Mr. Complainy. Right. Which I try not to be. But but then when you're seeing, like, damn, I'm missing AVPs. Like, that's our most fun events. And we have to miss that for this. Like, yeah. Ugh, it's frustrating. And then when you don't get a good finish on top of that, it's even more frustrating. Yeah. So, well, so you missed um, Austin. You skipped for it to Pema. Yep. Brazil. And you skipped Seattle for we um, uh, to rest. Yeah. Just to kind of chill out before World Champs, which are coming up. Did um, we only skip two? We played New York and Huntington. Huntington and New York. We played. Okay. So, so two, Seattle two was the fourth. fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're halfway through the AVP season, so we can kind of make this like a 
halfway mark mm-hmm. for the AVP season, yep. and then kind of a preview for World Champs a little bit. Yeah. And kind of, and we're also about halfway through Olympic qualification, almost. A, almost. Uh, I mean, we have thirteen months before the Olympics. Fourteen. Uh, basically, a year from right now. Yeah, is when the cutoff is. So. A little Maybe less than a, half. A little less than half, yeah. And we, got, and we haven't hit the big events yet. So really, in my mind, we're about 25% of the way through because we haven't hit the big point events. Like These are the events that are going to be fin- yeah. filling that 12-event that quota. So it's really about to start, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. We'll, start, we'll start with the World Tour then. So with you and Trev, I mm-hmm. think you're leading our Olympic points race yeah. at the moment. I think a lot of it is because you guys have just been playing events like crazy. Yeah. But have you, like, are you happy with where you and Trev are at, especially considering that you hadn't really played much? Yeah, part of me, I mean, part of me is like, if you take me a year ago, who was actually at the Seattle AVP watching uh, the other teams win and I'm just in the stands yeah. and hanging out, uh, if you told that guy where I'm at now, I'd be blown away. And uh, so I try to remember that, you know, and be super grateful for it and, mm-hmm. and stoked on it. Um, and we've had some really good events. We have some solid finishes that we'll probably end up using for the Olympics. Um, but then there's the other whole side of it where I'm like, the big events haven't started yet. Damn it, we didn't get on the podium. Well, we did get our, our uh, China gold in a three-star but we had two chance. We had two semifinals and four stars. We didn't get right. on the podium. Both good finishes. Uh, but you always want more, you know. Right. If we would have made finals, I'd still be saying, "But I want to be but I want gold. gold." Yeah. Um, so no, I'm 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 pleased with it. We took um, three seventeenths this year, which I don't love. You know that doesn't feel good, especially in four stars, uh, just because the money's not good and then the points aren't that great. Um, but they're still fully loaded events. Right. Um, but honestly, I'm happy where, with where we're at. We're, we're in position to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. You know? But the Olympic ranking right now, you can't really look at it and be like, wow, they got a great lead. Like, like this is theirs. You right. know? They just got to close it out. Mm, we're, we're about 20. It's like 20, leading a golf 20, tournament 25. on Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually a great comparison. Days. We won day one. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, who do you think is the second best team in the world right now? Because, I mean, the, in the world, number yeah. one... That's a good question. Like Andrews and Christian by a pretty long shot. At the moment, I, I'd say Bruno and Evandro. Uh, I know it's easy to say because they won the last event right. and took down Norway. That's kind of the cherry on top. But I I've, feel like I've seen them kind of build momentum. Um, and I feel like in terms of the way they're playing and their, where their momentum's at, like that could be a, a dark horse team to, maybe not a dark horse. Yeah, it's, it's, Olympic it's crazy champion. that that's a dark horse team that well, Mandrell's world champ, Bruno's yeah, gold medalist. True. But I mean, let, I mean, Bruno has been like semi out of shape and just not playing yeah, great exactly. the last year and a half, two years. But I think uh, that would be another, for sure the next favorite for me. Uh, Russia is always dangerous. Which one? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like five of them now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Oleg and uh, Stoyanovsky and Krasilnikov are the top team. That Oleg is just physically so gnarly. You know, he's one of those f- kind of freaks coming yeah. out, like where he just gets up so much higher than everyone else. And he's starting to get 
like skilled. He's, yep. I, I watched him hand setting. Like, oh, he yeah. got a seven foot, seven foot ish platform guy. Man. Like he's got it all. Saucing, banging, mm-hmm. like making rundown transition sets. Yep. <laughs> blocking for one of the best defenders. They're nasty. One of the big surprises has been the Netherlands. Uh, the Dutchies haven't been. Brouwer-Musen? Haven't been playing uh, or getting the f- normal the finishes that they normally do. Yeah. Uh, we took them out this year, so I don't want to take credit away from us because <laughs> we, we've been playing well. Well, we played really well in that event in Brazil. Um, but they could catch fire at any time. You know, former world champions, Olympic bronze medalists, um, they're always dangerous. Poland, I think... Fijalek, you know, from the beginning of the year, they've been kind of consistent. They're, I feel like they haven't finished worse than fifth yeah. all they're year. Just they're steady. just always there. It's funny. There's a lot of teams that are, like, outside of the top ten that that are, like, Losiak Cantor, yeah. uh, Brauermusen. The team that, that I love that is my kind of dark horse is uh, Tali and Vickler, mm-hmm. uh, the German kids that yeah. you guys played in uh, Doha. Yeah. I think they're outstanding. Well... They better, they're not too much a dark horse because they're in our pool. True. In uh, World Champs. Who so isn't They got to get through that. World Champs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, think about that match. That's going to be insane. When I saw yeah, that on schedule, like, that's what I live for. That's right what there, I want. Because I played uh, the Netherlands top team in the quarterfinals when the World Champs was in the Netherlands. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite matches I've ever played in, if not the. That was even though I Nimador lost. That was yeah? Yes. Okay. Um, but now we get to do it again. I mean, yep. I'm right now. I'm just like amping, like, like I said earlier. Like, if I get to tell the guy a year ago that I'm playing in World Champs, and I got Germans, the home country, in my pool, yep. and I get to go step into that stadium in a major series held event, like that's what I've been waiting for. Uh, win or lose, but we had a really good. We've shown a lot of potential. We've had good finishes. We've had bad finishes, and we. Finally got a week at home to actually practice. Yeah. Because you literally just, like, play. It's so hard to correct things, you know, when you're on the road. Um, so I'm just really amped to, to go into that event. Was it a pretty easy decision to skip Seattle? Or Not at was all. it a lot going into that? Oh, we, we waited till like, I think we had to pull out by Tuesday. We waited till Monday because yeah. we really wanted to go play. Uh, but it was just based on how our bodies were feeling. And yeah. We're like, gosh, like we're pretty beat up. Like that was a gnarly five weeks, and we could have a week at home. To be honest, it was Father's Day, which is kind of half I can celebrate now because my wife. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like people wanted me to celebrate. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to, but um, it was Father's Day, which is a celebration. Uh, Gabby, my wife's birthday, and then my birthday, all yeah. this week. When was Gav's birthday? Uh, it was Tuesday. I think I missed that. Sorry. Right. Be late. <laughs> Gab, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, that wasn't the reason I was trying to take that out of it. You know, yeah. that wasn't part of the equation. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, what are we here for? Like, what is our dream, our goal? And we want to perform Olympics, yes, but... More, we want to play in these big events. We yeah. As professional athletes, this is our dream to play in the biggest events in the world and perform. We just want to make sure that we're 100%, and there's no excuses. Not like, you know, if you can't jump and you're tired and whatever, like, you don't have a chance. Yeah. 
Especially and that's how we felt. We felt like yeah. that a few times on the road here. Yeah. And the the women's side, the Americans are killing it. Totally. It's getting mixed it's, up. It's crazy because now we have, I think, Carrie and Brooke. It's crazy that Carrie Walsh is defying expectations by succeeding. Because I feel like a lot of people wrote her and Brooke off. A little bit. A little bit. And then yeah. now, like, her and Brooke, I think, are our number two team. Um, I think they might be number one Seems in the so Olympic race. Too. Yeah. Like a year out, too. We're a year, still a year out. Yeah. And then April and Alex, I think, are have an argument as the best team in the world right now. Yeah. Especially, like, their AVP record speaks for itself. They just, not many people can beat them. And then we have Sarah and Summer, who are slumping a little bit relative to them. Mm -hmm. Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel are really starting to to grow up a little bit on the World Tour and on the AVP. Mm -hmm. Um, They just made a semifinal in Seattle. Yep. Um, And then you have Emily and Betsy. You have uh, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman winning Seattle right after winning Silver in Warsaw. They're the hottest team in the U.S. right now. Yeah. I mean, of course, April and Alex weren't there, but um, Emily and uh, Kelly just took just finally beat uh, April and Alex mm-hmm. out in Poland and in a like big match. Handily. Yeah. It was like 21-13, 21-14. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. They're playing with some serious confidence right now. No team has more momentum than them. Uh, I personally got to give a little credit to their weight trainer. They yeah. started, they started, uh, well, so Evie used to work out with, you know, he coaches Hyden, and he mm-hmm. used to work out with our trainer, Mikkel, and uh, I mean, honestly, I'm seeing it. It doesn't, it's not the volleyball side of it, but just the way that, that he's able to prepare his athletes gives you a little extra confidence. They are so fit. Like, Stockman has like 15 abs. Okay, well, she's always, <laughs> she's always been fit, let's, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> But just like small stuff, I can see that their game has evolved. They they like took that piece of the puzzle and they added it to their game. Yeah, and it's it's looking a lot more complete. Now it's just like how long can they hang on to this run, this momentum, and then if there is a dip, when there is a dip, how quickly can they you know level it back out? Yeah. You know? Going to pause right there really quick for a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, they're the ones who keep the show going. We got to give them a shout out. All right. So shout out as always to our guys at Wilson who are giving out all the best balls on the AVP tour, giving out the best balls on the college tour, the CBVA. Everybody uses Wilson and it's for a reason. And you probably do too if you're listening to the show and you probably need new balls. So if you do, give us a shout at Wilson Sand. On WilsonVolleyball.com for a 20% discount. All right, that is Wilson Sand for 20% discount for the best balls in the game. All right, so go over to Wilson, use the best balls out there. You can get them decorated by Nicolette Martin, have a great time with them, and uh, and use that code for a 20% discount. Lord knows we all need them in beach volleyball, so go ahead and give me give me use. And just as we all need volleyballs, we also all need recovery devices, all right, especially for those of us who are traveling all over the place. Recovery is key, which is why Firefly Recovery is our guys for that. You can just strap these things on your knee or wherever you are injured or need some recovery, and Firefly has you covered. It simulates the blood flow down the legs or wherever you are injured, and it kind of it just heals it. You could be at work putting them on. It's going to heal you up. You could be on an airplane. Thank goodness that's where I spend half of my time these days. And it's going to heal you up. Firefly Recovery is your spot. And you can use our code SANDCAST. Then you get 10% off of Firefly Recovery. So you got 20% at Wilson. You got 10% at Firefly. You are set 
up. Now for our final but not least sponsor, we have Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, they are some of the guys who are responsible for putting on such an excellent event at the Laguna Open, so it's always good to give them support. And if you need any type of financial support, they have your back. So you can get up a free consultation at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, and they uh, we're going to give you a the Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic breakdown. All right, so unfortunately, Russia is number one for the guys. We got Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky ranked number one in the Olympic race. Number two, the Norwegian buddies, the Beach Volley Vikings, Anders Mole and Christian Sorum. Number three, we have the Polish Todd Rogers, Gregors Fijalek, and Michael Brill. Esteban and Marco Grimalt are right behind them. The number one American team in the current Olympic race is Triborn and Trevor Crabb, our only split blocking duo in the country. On the women's side, this is a much more American-filled affair. We have Rebecca Cavalcanti and Ana Patricia Silva as number one in the world. They're from Brazil. Number two at the moment, Kerry Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. Number three, April Ross and Alex Kleinman. Number four, Canadians. Heather Bansley and Brandy Wilkerson, number five. Another Canadian pair. There are buddies up north. Let's give them some love. Melissa Humana Paredes and Sarah Pavin. Uh, checking in the U.S. also in the top ten, Sarah Hughes and Summer Ross and Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel. A lot to change, obviously, in the coming months as some of the bigger events come up. But that is your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. And now we will get back to Sandcast. As always, appreciate you guys listening to the show so much. Love all you guys. Love beach volleyball. Appreciate all the support. And with um, with them too, their silver in Warsaw was huge because they jumped to number three. Mm-hmm. They're out of country quotas, which is so That's clutch. Crazy, yeah. Because they had so when they got that silver in Warsaw, they came out of the country quota, out of the qualifier, out of pool, out of bracket to the finals. Right. That's right. Which is crazy. And yep. then they still had enough legs in them to give. Um, Maria Faye Artacho and uh, Taliqua Clancy from Australia, a good one. Which yep. have you watched? Have you, do you are you do you like ever really, really like watch the women's side much? Yeah, we were. I mean, I was pretty close to all those matches. I watched some of the. I watched the, their country quota, which was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, imagine how much that changed their entire year. I mean, that might have even given them the victory in Seattle. You could argue. Yeah. You know, because like, can you play all those matches? You get that momentum. You come into Seattle, right totally. high, and then you just that could change your whole career kind of yeah <laughs> if it's the difference between being in country quotas and then jumping straight in and now you're making more money blah 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 yeah yeah um but yeah i have i've gotten to watch uh, a decent amount here and there you know i'm usually like on my way to warming up or like mm-hmm. something like that because we're not hanging around the site too much but I, I get to watch a little bit of at least two matches from them yeah yeah it's uh it's fun watching the women's style of play I feel like it's evolving really fast because you. I mean, the Australians run a super spread, fast offense. And Every that's just Australian with period. a ton of options. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing I've noticed on, especially on the women's side, but the men's too. Is I feel like optioning going on too is like really prevalent. Oh, have, yeah. have you noticed like an uptick in that? Well, it's been a huge downtick for me. <laughs> yeah. Me and Hayden used to run it like probably. We arguably probably ran it more than anyone in the world right. back back in the day. I mean, Hayden loves, you know, if he has the opportunity, he's going to shovel it up there. Um, but now Trev and I, we started the year using it a lot. And then, like I said, like a lot of those fundamental touches we lost and our game kind of got a little vanilla, to be honest. 
Um, and that's like one of the reasons why we wanted to skip Seattle and get back and get those reps. Um, but totally like now as a blocker, you're having to just be ready at all times. Cause like normal ball where it's like, okay, he's going to pass it and mm-hmm. then, and then get his approach and you'd be fronting the hitter early. Cause you, you know, you want to get in position right. before them. Now it's like, okay, free ball's coming or whatever. A ball's coming to the hitter. I got to front the setter first and then jet over and mm-hmm. front the hitter. Um, it's cool. I, I like that style of play. I like playing that way. Um, but it's tough, especially when they're huge guys. You know, if they're yeah. shooting it and you're diving and this is like Oleg hitting, <laughs> you're, you, you're like blocking <laughs> one-tenth of, yeah. of the space that he could potentially be hitting. Yeah. So uh, it's fun. I love it. It's, yeah. it's a good challenge. I was, but, watching, yeah. um, I was watching Kerry and Brooke play Agatha and Duda in the semifinals of uh, Xinjiang. Mm-hmm. And it was just Kerry versus uh, Duda. The whole time. Because yeah. Brooke got every serve, and Carrie was banging away. Yeah. And Agatha got every serve, and Duda, who was playing on the right, a righty on the right, optioning everything. Yeah. And even in defense and trans, like 10 feet off, she was taking it. Yeah. It was, it was a really fun match to watch. Totally. It's, yeah, it's cool to see that. I think the men's game probably has always naturally done it a little bit more. But, yeah, to see it on the girls' side and the athletes out there right now, uh, is just amazing. It's so dynamic. Yeah, uh, watching the women's side, there's a lot to learn f- for the men by watching the women. You know, they they definitely have certain skill sets in the way that they see the game and they're making reads in terms of timing and everything is is uh, at a super high level. And I think some guys just get away with a little more of their athleticism. Yeah. And if you watch the girls, you can really see how to how to be precise with that timing. Yeah. I think uh, I think optioning was one of the biggest differences for Jeremy and Kame in Seattle. Mm. I think they threw it in just enough because Kame has that really good option on the right. I feel like when you have a righty on the right with that option as a blocker, it's so hard to read that because the ball's got to come all the way over his shoulder. Yeah, Kame loves that crossbody, thumbs yep. up swing, but then right. he's also getting this one too. Yeah. So I don't know. It was um, it was fun to watch them. I feel like him and Jeremy look great. They did look great. Jeremy serve like. <laughs> When he's when it's, yeah, when it's consistent, <laughs> which it has been, it's super gnarly. And I mean, against G- Casey and Chase, it was that was kind of hilarious. It's silly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it was like five. He got five up the middle that they just kind of just like half stepped on. Yeah, just like the, is it yours or mine? And then they were just hesitating, and it looked like it was just bad passing. But it's because he's keeping you honest because he hit he can hit that line, especially that wrist away one. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting the line. He's not like it's not even like three feet in. It's like on the line. Yeah. So that makes you think you're like cheating. Like I might have to dive for this line, and then uh, not an easy serve down the middle, but one with just pace that's just straightforward. You're like not in position for. It. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know if. There's been many tournaments where people have more aces than that. Yeah, it's maybe, crazy. It's funny ever. going up to uh, the Trader Joe's up here at mm-hmm. Emily Day is that sponsorship where yeah. they donate 500 bucks. It's like they literally can't sponsor Jeremy Case <laughs> beer. They would go broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good sponsorship, by the way. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know what she gets, but yeah. if I could just get like, you know, a few... Uh, 
Yeah. $100 gift cards? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> but, yeah, for people who don't know, every time Emily Day gets an ace, Trader Joe's donates 500 bucks to, uh, like, uh, kind of some hunger society. Yeah. So every time you pass Emily Day serve, you're just stealing money from kids, so... <laughs> She should she should promote that. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to let you guys know you should feel really bad about yourself for not letting me ace you because you're taking food away from me. It's for the kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we are so we're halfway through the AVP season, so we can dole out some like mid-season awards. Ooh. So who do you think is like the um, at the halfway mark? Who do you think is like the MVP? Of the AVP. For, we'll do guys and girls for all of these. All right, let's 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 go through the winners on the women's side so far. April and Alex. <laughs> and then? Carissa Cook and Jace yeah. Pardon. Right. So April and Alex have won every time they were there. Yep. Two of four. And then they won New York. I mean, how do you not give it to April? Yeah, I think April, no question. I think April right now is the best player in the world. I feel like April's the been the best player in the world for like five years. Yeah, and I still think she's got it. Who would who would we even argue in the world that's been better than her? Maybe individually, because Rebecca Cavalcanti is the only one from Brazil that I can think of who would have an argument. Because for a while, her and uh, Anna Patricia Silva were Silva were hot. Yeah, on a few events, but yeah. that's and it was like Rebecca was just taking. That's the like matches. this year, maybe last yeah. year, right? Or. How long it was like how so long? it started like in the weird like FIVB how the end of 2018 is actually the start of 2019 yeah yeah, yeah. so they started winning at the they end. won the same event that Trevor and I won which was the first was the first technically event of 2019 yeah and Olympic qualification yeah and then she won uh, P1440 Huntington that mm-hmm. kind of like KOB style and then they won a couple at the beginning of the year got a couple seconds. Yeah. Coming out of no, Coca-Cola. they no, yeah, that's easily you could argue that, but for AVP, you got to give it to April. Yeah, for sure. Climate, but I mean, did you see climate in New York too? Like, she, I, I could watch a whole lot from New York because we were in Mexico at the time. And yeah. The Wi-Fi was pretty janky, so every time we brought up the stream, you could see. So there's one place in our hotel with like good Wi-Fi. So anytime I'd bring up the stream, everybody would be like, what's happening with the Wi-Fi? I just took all of the bandwidth. <laughs> so I was like, eh, all right, fine, I'll take it down. <laughs> so I didn't really watch much of it. Yeah, she was pretty unstoppable um, moving around, moving her sets around. And phew, it's hard to give an MVP when it's teams too because it's right. like, well, first of all, it's April. Like when, she, when you've been winning with every partner, you're kind of always the MVP. Yeah. Um, but also... A great player knows how to use their partner and use their strengths. And Kleinman's been probably one of the deadliest weapons out there on tour. Um, Stockman and Larson, if they can get another one, they'd be in the. Yeah. One of them might be in the running. Yeah, I think that it's crazy to me that they haven't. This was their first AVP win because they've been so good on the world tour mm-hmm. and they're such good players. Yeah. that it was surprising that it had taken well Kelly's still really young but I mean I think Stockman's 31. Um yeah. she's phenomenal. Kelly's got a few victories though. Yeah. She's the one that has a few. Yeah. But as a team I was I was surprised but they're I think they're so good. Definitely. So I think MVP women April. Yeah. For the men on the AVP it's, it's got to be Taylor. Yeah. I, I think that those two are like clear. Taylor's just making plays that are just aren't normal. <laughs> yeah, he's just so... He's doing crazy things. It's just natural for him, and he's just so relaxed, and uh, 
when he's in his element and confident, which is very often, it's like not much you can do. And then you throw in, and like, to be honest, I played against Jake Gibb enough years to know that even if he's not making the plays, he's having a huge impact based yeah. on what they're doing specifically, the court he's taking, and what he's funneling to the quickest, best defender on tour. Mm-hmm. So when you have a veteran like that, a lot of the time it won't look like, for example, when I played at Haydn, like I'd get twice as many kills, I'd get the blocks, right. the aces, but like I could, I'm like fully relying on him, you yeah. know, to do all this. Um, but Taylor's bailed him out a lot too, Cover, yeah. covering balls, and uh, yeah, you got to give it to Taylor. Yeah, so I think Taylor MVP for the guys April for the women. What about uh, like a breakthrough? Breakthrough athlete, I think for the guys, like it has to be Troy. Yeah, Field. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had um, Baumgren's not even like a breakthrough after what he did last year, yeah. like making some finals and like everyone knew he was good when he played with his brother, but now that he's separated and we can see like individually how good how good he really is mm-hmm. and yeah man that guy's impressive um per- perfect partner for troy i think yeah. you know super positive attitude troy's only getting better just trying to learn and and i, feel I like don't think like, he, i don't think troy cares if he wins or loses right now like, at this point <laughs> in his career he's just right he doesn't seem like he gets mad ever yeah uh but uh yeah, no, Troy's definitely the breakthrough. Yeah, I feel like they have like an older brother, little brother dynamic where Tim's like the older brother's been there and he's just like, all right, kid, like this is how it's done. Like you're playing great. Let's just calm down now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've played yep. with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, women's side? I'm trying to think beyond the teams that we've been talking about. Well, I think about. Carissa and Jace, you know, they come out in Huntington, take a fifth. And they didn't even, so when me and Carissa were in, um, Europe before the season, she didn't know who she was playing with because Katie Spieler had picked up Kim DiCello. Mm-hmm. And um, so Chris was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I might just go play at Norseka in Nicaragua because, like, I don't know if I can pick I can pick up anybody with points to get me in. And then so her and Jace got together, took a fifth, go and win Austin, fifth in New York, third in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's a breakthrough right there. Yeah, for both of them. Super impressive. And when I watched their style of play, I'm like... I almost want to say lazy, but it works, <laughs> so it's not lazy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's more just smart, I guess. I think it's got to be so frustrating to play against them. Totally. because like, like you're not, you don't look like you're trying, yeah. and you're smiling, and you're laughing, and you've hit 13 jumbos that have yeah. all gone down. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I saw them, like, cover a ball, and, like, it was high enough to, like, hustle, get back, get an approach, which... I think it was Chris, and she just kind of stood there and, like, squared up and was just like, I'm just going to do a standing yep. hit instead and just, and eh, kill. And just tagging it. What? <laughs> I would have taken, like, five steps off the net, screamed my head off for the ball, and then, like, done a huge approach, and who knows what, maybe, hopefully get the same result. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny to watch, though. They're, they're super fun to watch because it's like, all right, you don't need to be... Six four, like crazy. Not that they're not athletic; they, they're phenomenal athletes. Definitely, but, but not they're not jumping like Troy. Right. You know, they're not as tall as Alex, mm-hmm. and they're just like steady volleyball players. Yep, exactly. It kind of is a good reminder to me, like just be patient, relax. Yeah. If you're still 
and not moving, you're going to go in the right direction and get there quicker than if you're moving really quickly in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I definitely need to add that back into my game. Sometimes I'm wanting to do too much. You know, you get frustrated and you want to cover the whole court rather than just being patient and letting the game come to you. And I think they're really good at that. Yeah. And then so we have a breakthrough. We have, I mean, if you had a big server of the year, obviously Case Beer. Um, I would say, how about a rookie? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year is Who's kind of tough. It's kind of tough at this now? point because it, with qualifiers, I mean, so many people, like, I think everyone who qualified in Seattle had not qualified in New York. Right. So, like, the consistency of rookies is really tough. There hasn't been a guy that's really, like, broke. I mean, Bobby this weekend with Reed. Well, Bobby, I think for the guys, it's it's either got to be Paul Lottman or Gabe Ospina. Yeah, that's fair. At this point. Yep. Because, I mean, they made three, making three small draws in a row. I don't think people really understand how difficult that is. And then Paul totally. and Paul and Gabe beat Jake and Taylor in the first round. Yeah, in Austin. Totally. I haven't actually gotten to watch them. I've been wanting to, and I think everyone's kind of been knowing Paul Lottman's there. Mm-hmm. Like seeing, hearing about his finishes, like how's Paul doing? Yeah, because we know he's he's a really good athlete, and he's mm-hmm. played indoor at a very 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 high level, Olympian, I believe. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure he was in London. Yep. Um, and I guess he's figuring it out, catching yeah. fire. Yeah. He uh, and then Gabe. So Gabe last year, I remember, like you came up in San yeah. Francisco and, and watched his Your play. Partner. He, um, yeah. So he was talking about last year, like stopping playing. He's like, my knees really hurt, really bad. Like I just don't want to practice. I don't really want to play. So he took like a long time off, and then he just started playing for fun. He played like a lot of co-ed with mm-hmm. Cameron Irwin in San Diego. No way. <laughs> and uh, and was just like kind of finding fun in the game again and then he was like oh well now I'm starting to play a lot better and then him and Paul just like hit it off right away because Austin was their first tournament together yeah and uh doesn't really get much better than that and in New York they came out and challenged a lot of good teams yeah so I, I came out to the same thing when I watched you guys play together it's you could tell he had something he had yeah. a pretty damn complete game um obviously you guys just weren't able to put it together that one I watched that was, you guys were in like the last round of the quality right yeah but you could tell it was like it was there. The game's there. Yeah. Like, can you put it together at the right time? And uh, apparently he has. Yeah, I think him moving back to right side has been big for him because mm-hmm. he he loves that kind of thumbs up cross body. That so he had he didn't have that sharp angle swing that he has on the right. Right. Um, so I think that's been a big helper for him. For sure. And then for the women, rookie of the year, it would probably have to be, I think uh, Kim Hildreth and Sarah Shermerhorn. Um, the qualifiers that came out and made the finals in Austin. That's insane. Yeah. Because then they, they – so they're, they're kind of like MO last year. They kept making it to the round to get in and losing in the third set. Mm-hmm. They did it so many times. And then they, they, almost the same thing happened in Huntington. And then they, they went to the third set of, a, of the final round of the qualifier in Austin, um, barely made it through, and they made the finals. <laughs> and then they made main draw in New York, and then they lost – they had a heartbreaker in Seattle. They were playing the the Wit Twins, yeah, and they were up fourteen to nine at the freeze and lost. Oof! I hope that never happens to me. So it's it's crazy that like you have a team that made a final, then qualified again in New York and was still like the three seed in the qualifier. <laughs> like, yeah, really, it's wild. It is crazy. I I don't even know what seed me and Trevor are. Were we like the ten seed? 
I think, now probably. Yeah, you guys were. I remember seeing. I remember seeing the a couple of the first round matchups in New York, and I was like, all of these can be finals. We've played the one seed both AVPs. Yeah. Second round of both AVPs. Yeah, because it was like you guys played Billion Stafford. Um, in New, New York. York, we played Casey and Chase. Casey and Chase. And then Could we, very well be and, a final. And then we played Jake and Taylor. No, wait. Yeah. And then yeah. we played Jake and Taylor right away. Um, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Well, that was actually a great match. It's fun playing the top team right away because it makes your your Friday exciting and fun, yeah, you know? But sure. it's also not fun. Like, I like I like <laughs> the way it used to be where we were, like, you know, always the top. The we were always the top three or four seed. And, yeah, you know, your first first day is, like, you always got to play hard um, and bring it. But if you play well, most likely you're going to make it to Saturday in the winners. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like, you got to ball out. And then if you ball out and they're balling out, then it's just anyone's match a lot of the time when yeah. you're playing the one seed, you know. Um, but yeah, tours gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's fun to watch because I mean, you look at um, Larson and Stockman this weekend. Go on, didn't lose a match, but they lost their first set of the whole thing, twenty one thirteen, to yeah. Delaney and Hartong. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's crazy to watch just how deep everything is. And at any point, like any team is like poised for a breakthrough. Yeah. Well, we'll see if. Uh if those stand up to the end of the year, we got to yeah. compare them. Yeah. So we'll see. So we're at the halfway. So we'll see if those stand up. And then, so my prediction at the beginning of the year was that six different teams would win on the men's side. We got three and four events. So I'm right on, right on pace right now. And I yeah. think we'll probably get a new one in Hermosa because yeah. so many teams will be gone for Tokyo. We're probably going to win two or three of the last three. You'll win Manhattan because <laughs> you'll be home. Hey. Yeah, so when, when are our Gosh, uh, American fans going to see you on the AVP again? So we yeah. got. So Trev and I decided uh, at the same time as that we decided to skip Seattle, we're like, well, then we're skipping Moscow <laughs> for Manhattan for yeah. sure. Uh, so we'll be home for the Manhattan Open, thank God. Nice. Uh, and then Chicago and Hawaii, which is a little scary too for me because I'm having a baby a week before yeah. Hawaii, which is my home, and I wanted to be there for a while. But our little baby girl is supposed to come a week before. So I'm planning on being in Hawaii. <laughs> but Just with an extra passenger we'll in We'll see. Uh, no, she ain't. <laughs> can't fly, they, they they can't fly a week old baby. Yeah, they can't come, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, that she comes nice and early or right on time and Gabby doesn't really need me too much, which right. I hear. I don't believe it. Like Obviously, Gabby needs me. But the baby just needs the mom right. for the first month at least, or two or three <laughs> or whatever. It's not much you do except stand on the side and like, ba- what do you need? What do you need? Uh, daddy's income. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that would be hard to be away. At least I'd be at home. But um, yeah, I'm praying that I can be in. Yeah. In uh, those last three AVPs will be so fun. Yeah. Actually, you know, we haven't done a giveaway in a while. So I want let's do, let's do a giveaway. All right. So I was thinking of a, a couple different things we can do. So we're halfway through the AVP season. Mm-hmm. So one giveaway we can do, and we'll do this through uh, Firefly uh, yep. Recovery. So if anybody needs a Firefly Recovery, um, hop in our giveaway. You can I do, need a Firefly. I'm uh, gonna throw one on my flight. Tomorrow. Baby name nominations. Oh, we do need help with that. So that's one idea, and then the other idea is I was gonna say uh, 
tag us in your favorite AVP highlight of the year so far. Oh, so, yeah. multiple like choice that. question for you. Which one would you rather for the giveaway? I don't know if I want to tell my kid that they got named <laughs> but, on the podcast. <laughs> would you? Well, I do need help because <laughs> we, we have not come up with anything yet or haven't come up with the one yet. Yeah. Um, I do want to see the highlight, everyone's favorite highlight of the year. Yeah. I wish it was me, but I know it's been hard, too hard to watch FIVB. <laughs> yeah. to get those highlights. People are always asking how how I like streamed your matches. I'm just like the sketchiest website in the world. Yeah, they don't archive it. If you don't see it live, you're not seeing it. Right. <laughs> yep. So there you go, people. Yeah, sketchiest website in the world. That's how you watch it. Yeah, it's like live live stream 365. If you were, if you really want to know, let's do the highlight. Okay. And tag us in it. Sandcast so, underscore podcast. So on uh, Instagram. But you can also throw out baby names, and I will absolutely. Uh, yeah. Listen. So <laughs> <laughs> and uh pass it on to Gabby. Yeah, so the best highlight um will be uh we'll get will be the recipient of a Firefly giveaway. Tag us at Sandcast underscore podcast if you want to throw a baby name to help out try and gab. More than welcome. Mm-hmm. Um so let's see. So we don't have a guest today. So our last question. Yep. I mean, if you had to give a piece of advice to someone who's like new to the world tour, mm-hmm. traveling wise. What would that piece of advice be? Oh, man. I feel like I'm that guy. It's been crazy uh, coming back on the tour with a new perspective. and Yeah, it's like, what would you tell yourself? Oh, I forgot how. Well, <laughs> would you tell a younger version I guess, of yourself? I guess um, I would just remind my younger self or the new up-and-coming player that it's really difficult. Like, it's not a natural thing for your body to do. You can't hit every event. It's like, oh, it's not physically impossible, but to be playing at your highest level in every event in the world, to want to play all of AVPs, all of FIVBs, I want to qualify for the Olympics, but I also want to be the team of the year on the AVP and make as much money as I can. Uh, it's pretty much not possible. Like, you can do a lot, and a lot of teams certainly have. Um, but I think pick and choose what your goals are and stick to them throughout the year. It's really easy to, to go through highs and lows and, and change everything. You're like, oh, this isn't going well. I hate it. This feels like crap. And then be like, I'm going to change, you know? Like, I mean, AVP domestically, people will change their partners really yeah. quickly and stuff like that, you know? Um, FIVB, maybe not as quickly because it's right. a little more difficult, but um, stick to your plan. You know, go into a season with with everything very well thought out, what your priorities are, why you're doing certain things, and stick to it, especially through the lows. If you want to make a change, do it when you're on a high. And notice that you're not going to want to, Yeah. right? And there's a reason. But don't make uh, decisions based on um, the fact that you're in a low throughout a season. Like me and Trev, I've, we've been playing good ball, but I feel like we're in a low. Like we we haven't been playing to our potential it hasn't felt good mm-hmm. we've even been beating teams we've had some really good wins um and we're like oh it just doesn't feel that good yeah. but i know from experience that the it's a long season and you just have to ride out it's it's how low can you keep or how high can you keep your lows you know and then just enjoy the highs and um at the end of the season then reevaluate you know um but don't jump ship yeah, 
It's what uh, reminded me of what Katie Spieler said. She said, keep your highs high and your lows high. Right. Exactly. So, it, might not, it might not be our new quote Ooh, on the there chalkboard. We, we were going to write a new quote, but... So it's good to have you home. Thanks, brother. It's good to have you I back live tomorrow, person. but yeah. <laughs> Great to see you for it's a couple good to hours. See you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will. Uh, so tag us in those videos, and we will have the giveaway. Um, <laughs> we'll decide when tries home again. <laughs> yep. And also, you guys can tune in because now the big events are starting. The five stars. Yeah. And this next week is World Champs. Um, so. You can tune in on the Major Series website, on the Beach Stream. True. And watch me and Trevor go win a world championship. Which is, um, I think it's beach, beachmajorseries.com. Beach Major Series, yep. you can, uh, it's like five bucks to get the live stream. Yeah, totally worth it because then you, get, you can also you get broadcasting. And, yeah, yeah it's, 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 this is what you want yeah. on the world tour, but unfortunately yep. we don't always have it. But for these next four events or so, we're going to have it. So yeah. you can follow us on the world tour finally. So no more janky websites. No yeah. need to ask me. <laughs> these are the big. Uh, these are the big ones. Uh, and yeah, maybe an American team will be world champions. Yeah, hopefully. We do. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Shoots. Shoots. <laughs>